What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Um, yeah, healthy life. Doing well. Uh, enjoyed the wonderful thunderstorm last night. So what do we have this morning? I'm glad you're glad you're all right, by the way. Uh, what, what do we have this morning? What is on the agenda? Let's let's start with space, right? Because I, I don't want to talk about COVID stuff today. What, what do we have for space? Mm-hmm. Got to be something with space. So Musk, uh, you know, SpaceX, uh, they did that test here recently for the SN5 prototype. Now this is this is the big boy. This is mm-hmm. the one that they're going to use to send astronauts to Mars or excuse me, colonists to Mars along mm-hmm. with the other equipment and so on and so forth. This is a very large one. Uh, this is a Starship. One, yeah. a, yes, yes. This this is okay. this will be Starship when it's when it's officially done. Uh, this one they just performed a 150 meter hop, if you will. So basically all they did is they shot it up about 400 feet and made sure everything worked and, you know, the uh, made sure they had the um, numbers correct and everything. Because, uh, you know, they, they've had a few tests gone wrong uh, with yes. this one. Uh, question. So, they shot it up yes. 400 feet? Yes. And how, how did they recover it from any damage? I'm going to guess and say it's probably similar to the return rockets and it like oh, Falcon 9 return. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, something, probably okay, something here, like that. Shoots, uh, who knows? I'm curious. I don't, okay. I don't have a video. Because this now dawns on me, right? We bring astronauts back. Like Bob and Doug just came back on the Crew Dragon, right? All right. right. That capsule, that capsule didn't land on land. We're back in the 60s and it landed in the ocean, right? Splashed down in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What will be the process? I mean, obviously we don't because uh, we don't have the space shuttle anymore, which I wish we did uh, because that I mean just it just made more sense, made reentries easier and and all that stuff. But my, my question is is how are you going to land on Mars? There are no oceans on Mars, so how, how are mm-hmm. you going to land on Mars? How's this going to work? So there won't be any Dragon capsules. Um, I mean, they may eventually do something like that for you know, sending fewer colonists, but they still use parachutes. Um, there still is an atmosphere there. Uh, you have to use more of them, obviously, because the atmosphere is thinner, but the gravitational pull is less uh, than what Earth experiences. So you don't need as much force to um, slow you down. Mm-hmm. That said as well, this uh, Starship design is also meant to be used on Earth uh, for point-to-point travel at hypersonic speeds. So I'm going to imagine this one, they probably have the self-landing bit with it as well. So okay. um, uh, it just dawned on me, I thought, wait use. a minute, how, how are you going to arrest that fall from, you know, how, how are you going to stop it from crashing into the surface? Because, I mean, right. that, that's going to be terrible. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure they have multiple fail safes. I, I haven't really seen much detail on that yet. But yeah, this this one will be used to travel from point to point on Earth, which means they'll have to have something like, uh, uh, since he's going for a theme of reusability, that that's probably what it is, is uh, 
it'll land itself. And most of the quote unquote starports that the, this this will be using are going to be like floating ports, if you will. Though it'll be like a a ship or something more or less mm-hmm. that'll be mm-hmm. out at sea a little bit away from populations and stuff, just in case something does go wrong. Uh, but it 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 also in case there's an emergency landing or something, you know, water's right there and it'll it'll cushion the landing a bit. And you also don't have to worry about catching things on fire right because <laughs> obviously right. there's a lot of heat and smoke and whatnot so it'll keeping it away from the city a little ways uh yeah i don't know i mean i i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does here with this hypersonic travel one being able to travel anywhere on the earth in like 30 45 minutes that's pretty Which, amazing to me we're starting to see the resurgence of like we covered it last week they're, they're talking about bringing the concord back only updating it and then right Companies like uh, Virgin, they announced just the other day, which we didn't cover it. Uh, I don't know if you can pull one of those real quick, but uh, Mm -hmm. Virgin announced just the other day that they're going to now reintroduce uh, supersonic travel. So where are they going to go with that? How how are they going to do that? So they have one that uh, they just kind of talked about, and it's going to essentially be... Uh, it, it looked similar to the Concorde, you know, kind of basic, some basically the same design, mm-hmm. more updated and so on and so forth. But they're going to make their own point to point supersonic aircraft similar to that uh, to compete with some of the other uh, company ideas. Now, I don't know that this is this won't be as fast as uh, SpaceX with their um starship going from point to point. Mm-hmm. But the, the times are going to be. Honestly, if you're going from New York to London and it takes you an hour and a half to do uh, the Virgin Galactic versus um, SpaceX's 30 minutes, I mean, really, we're we're talking an hour's time. That's really not bad as far as traveling from one side of the planet to the other or, you know, traveling a third of the planet. That's not bad. Either way, I, I would take either one. So yeah, it'll only cost you $10,000 a flight. Yeah, it in the beginning, it'll be expensive. Yeah. But once this becomes more uh, more of a thing, I think it, the prices will go down. Yeah. Now, that's Virgin Atlantic. That's Virgin Atlantic that is doing that plane. Yes. Um, you know, please stand by because uh, I know I had this. What was it? Uh, no, this was this was Virgin Galactic. Galactic's doing the supersonic flights or they're doing hypersonic? Uh-huh. No, nope, both. It's OK. Th- this is the well, now, I mean, we can talk about this because this is an interesting point. You know, I've been arguing for the last decade or so about turbine jet engines. And by that, I mean, we haven't seen anything more developed in the last 50 years than the jet engine. We haven't found a way to make air travel faster. The one way we did have it faster, and I'm talking about the Concorde, the one way we did have it faster, we shut it down. We didn't go any further with it. Then we shut down our space program. And I thought, wait a minute, here's a couple of things like, I mean, we shouldn't even be talking about going to the moon. We should have been there already, right? We we shouldn't even be having that discussion. So they've set us back, right? I'm talking about the powers that be. They've, They've set us back. They've set us back by at least a half century. So we've got to now make up for lost time. We're trying to do all this in in a decade. They're trying to, and when I say they, I'm talking about guys like Musk, guys like Richard Branson. They're trying to move us ahead in the realm of new ways of travel, more innovative ways of travel, because as progress you know, goes through. That's the way that things work. Well, now I'm seeing that Boeing is going to shut down 747 production. Other companies are going to shut down their production as well of jumbo jet airliners. And now Virgin Atlantic is looking for chapter 15 bankruptcy. So the question I'm wondering is, is 
with all of this that's happening, and of course you got idiots like Bill Gates coming out saying, oh, well, no no vaccination, no flight, that, which you know they're going to do it. That's going to shut down global travel. But you've got people that are trying to bring in new, more efficient ways of travel that would be more beneficial than what we're seeing now. So I guess what's the holdup here? Do, do you see what I'm trying to say? What's the holdup? Government. Mach 3 supersonic jet. Now, see, that's more like it right there. Yeah. So this is this is Virgin Galactic. That's the mm-hmm. that's the render of what they're going to work on. Okay, so this Virgin Galactic. This this little beauty right here. This thing, boy, I like the design of that. I know it's just a concept and all, but uh, that's something. This thing will run three times the speed of sound, or at about twenty three hundred miles an hour. Okay, to put that mm-hmm. into perspective, this is New York to London in ninety minutes. That is a lot faster than a Concorde from back in the day. Of course, you can see the Concorde there. About a thousand miles per hour faster. Yeah. Uh, that's quite something. So it looks like they're going to bring in Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce are the ones that manufacture the engines for the Concorde. I've seen them, uh, the mm-hmm. engines of the Concorde. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and I've actually been in one. I've I, and I've had, I tell you what, I'm one of the few people that I'll probably ever know that has had the opportunity to be in both supersonic passenger airliners at the same time. And when I say the same time, I'm talking about 10 minutes apart. I've been in a Tupolev and I've been in a Concorde and they are phenomenal aircraft. But Rolls-Royce uh, is being brought back in on this project. Uh, they're excited to work on it. They say they they have a unique history in high-speed propulsion, which is true. And I've flown on an Airbus. Um, I flew on an Airbus A330, I think, my last time across the Atlantic. And, I mean, those things are smooth. That fly-by-wire system, it's, it's phenomenal. Almost no turbulence. Uh, so it's quite something. And he says that Rolls-Royce will offer world-class technical capabilities to develop and field the advantage or, and field the advanced propulsion systems needed to power the commercially available high mock travel. Okay. Uh, we've made great progress so far, and we look forward to opening up a new frontier in high-speed travel. No date on this. No. And I was also trying to find how many passengers are per flight, because I'm seeing it's uh, like 20 people <laughs> is some of the comments that I was seeing. It says here that Virgin yeah. Galactic's yet unnamed aircraft will have a capacity for between nine and 19 people. It's not very much considering. No. What you get one of yeah, these, you, um, you, you need something that's going to carry like 500 people. Sorry. I mean, that's, that's just what it is. If you want to keep yeah. up global travel. I mean, well, okay. So I'm okay with them. Like if this is what it takes to get, to get it going and get it started and get the technology out there and, you know, innovate and, and then, yeah, let, let's target the also ultra rich and wealthy ones first. The, the, those will probably be the people that use this, right? Your CEOs and those types that have to travel around the world to uh, do business. Right. Deals. And that was the hope with the Concorde was the same thing. Right. Right. So if, if this is what it takes to do 19 people in the beginning and then as technology innovates and we travel, you know, maybe it'll it increase the sizes, be bigger, uh, more efficient engines, so on and so forth. So uh, cheaper flights. Uh, I'm, I'm OK with it. I mean, we've seen it with other technologies. Um, if you look at the what smartphones brought you back in the day, back in the early days and what they bring you now and the price changes there. Um, overall, the prices have gone down, even though the prices are going up. The the hardware's capacity is far greater than it was when it first came out. Same thing we're seeing with like televisions, um, you know, other appliances that we see when they first come out, uh, they can be hugely expensive. I, I remember like the first plasma TVs when those came out, you know, the flat screens, oh, they, man, were they were expensive, like $10,000 or something crazy. I mean, it was really expensive. 
And then now you can go to Walmart and buy you a flat screen for like hundred bucks. You know, I mean, it's pretty cheap now. So, you know, same thing with this. As time progresses, hopefully as they innovate, government stays out of the way, regulations stay out of the way, um, taxes, those kind of things. As long as we keep that out of the way and we don't keep, you know, uh, businesses don't get in bed with government and so on and so forth, this will continue to innovate and we'll have something like this for the average person. You know they're not going to let the government stay out of that. Oh, no, they're they're totally going to get involved. And especially with the stuff we covered in that document last week, that just furthers the agenda that governments will not be responsible for what happens. They will be tasked. So right there, that should tell you. Mm, tasked. Yeah. Biden says he's no longer going to travel to Milwaukee to accept the Democratic nomination. Well, then what's he going to do? He said he will do stay so. In his bunker. Yeah, he's going to stay in his basement. He says he will do so <laughs> from his home in the state of Delaware. So they're really doing a, a virtual convention then? I mean, it's not like they're, they're scrapping the entire convention. Uh, that's that's what I, I suspect. It, this is going to be a how do they expect? Well, we know how they expect. They're going to they're going to run Biden. He's going to be a puppet, right? He, he's essentially a puppet at this point or someone that's going to be easily right. replaced. Right. They will run him, go to mail in voting. And oh, would you look at that? Biden somehow won. Uh huh. Yeah. And it just so happened that a lot of the votes that were for Republican got lost in the mail or were miscounted or they had truckloads of Democrat votes just appear out of nowhere. And so, yeah, I, honestly, it, it's a game they're 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 playing and it, it feels dirty. It, it does not look right. This makes sense now. Do you remember when we were talking about the coronavirus stimulus way back when when we were talking mm -hmm. about setting up these um, business loans and all that stuff? Do you know one thing that was worked up in that bill that we're kind of ignoring here that I just remembered a couple of days ago, the Postal Service. Yep. They got bailed out. Did they get the bailout then? Yeah, they wouldn't like 350 million or something or billion. I don't remember. This is kind of so they did get the bailout. So they can't of, actually. Uh, what I'm saying is, is they're going to try and use that as a, some kind of a, uh, a a pawn in this. Oh, the Postal Service isn't working, so we can't do this. That, that's kind of what I'm alluding to here. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we know the postal service won't work well enough. I mean, no offense to the people there, but you, you send a package and it ends up going to if I send a package from my home to someone else's home, just 30 minutes away, the package has to travel at least an hour away before it goes to. The mm -hmm. other. I mean, it would be easier for me to drop it off. So do you think that with as many packages as we lose uh, or, or get misdelivered? that USPS is going to be fantastic with uh, the ballots. I've heard of reports of um, people just now getting mail that they were supposed to have received in January. And, you know, that's not, that's not a dig at the average postal worker because it's not their fault. But the process you're talking about there, I, I know that process very well. If you need to send a letter across town, then the letter has to travel two hours north, get sorted, and then come all the way back down. So there's yep. four hours of travel plus the sorting time. Then it has to get sorted and delivered. That's if you want to send it like down the block. It doesn't even have to be across yeah. town. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I see the delays and things you're talking about. And we even saw I think it was the video that was uh, one of the NBC guys did put it together. He mailed out 100 ballots and he got 97 of them back. And you think, OK, well, he got 97 out of 100. That's not bad. But you've, if you do the calculation, that's 3% on a national scale. Yeah. That's millions of ballots. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So 
I don't know, man. It's just I, I don't trust the mail-in voting. I don't. And the way that they're doing it, we talked about it the other day. And what they're doing, they're sending out ballots to dead people. They're sending out ballots to cats that have been dead for 12 years. They're sending out two and three and four and five and six ballots to people uh, that are dead or no longer live there. And they're just showing up in neighborhoods and they're dropping off truckloads of ballots. Like, you, you can't base an election off of that. You can't. No. And as you said, with the absentee ballots, the process to acquire one, you know, th- there's a process identification. I mean, it's kept track of better than these mail-in votes. The mail-in voting is they just send you, like, they just send them out. Anybody could fill it out and send it in. I mean, you Which, don't know if it's the actual person or yeah. not. Do, do, you, do you remember that? Do you remember that stipulation of the uh, the bill that the House Democrats put together? The stipulation about not doing security checks on ballots. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounds a little suspicious, don't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of sneaking uh-huh. that in there. You can't request a recount after the, the victor's been decided. Yeah, it kind of sounds a little suspicious, don't it? Yeah. yeah, that was in one of those early bills, one of those early coronavirus bills. Mail-in voting mm-hmm. was part of it, and now we see why. But, you know, we're kind of forgetful as the American people on average. So I can understand <laughs> why. Yes, I can understand why no one's actually pointing that out. I would expect one of the useless Republicans up there on the Hill to, uh, to point that out, but none of them seem to be doing that either. So uh, I don't know what to tell you, fools. So, yeah, it's just look, you know, you you beat people over the head all day, every day with democracy. And yet when your democracy is stolen right in front of you from both parties, no one seems to care. Didn't we just see one of the states do their primary vote uh, and they used mail in ballots and they were having problems? I think so. I can't think what it was. Unfortunately, doing a a narrow search on that on Google is only going to reveal you should mail in vote. Oh, how thoughtful. Okay, so what is this lawsuit that I'm seeing? Excuse me, a probe like the House Democrats are investigating a deal with Kodak, like the photography company. (laughs) Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, so yeah, they're they're looking into that because they decided to start doing pharmaceutical stuff. And a photography company, a photography company. Yeah. Well, see, they were hurting their, their business was down. They needed to find a new way to evolve and move forward. And uh, so they were like, hey, uh, we're in the middle of COVID and we need pharmaceutical stuff to be back in the U.S. Right. So let's just um, let's just start it ourselves. Wait a minute. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I saw a few days ago, this makes sense now, I saw a few days ago, Trump made sure that Kodak got this deal with the drugs. Yeah, yeah. This is why they're launching the probe. I Okay, now I understand. Uh-huh. Right. And CEO made some money, obviously, because he had stocks in Kodak. And also, um, they're wanting to investigate whether Trump had any kind of investments in it and blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I would not be surprised if Trump did not have any investments in there. And it's it's just a move to try to get pharmaceutical stuff back into the U.S. That could have been a stipulation with one of the, de- you know, with that deal is you bring it to the U.S. And if that's the case, it, it would fit in line with his narrative going against China and saying China's a problem. It's not it's not our friends, uh, you know, the CCP. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it fits that narrative. It fits what he's talking about. He's it. it so uh, I don't know. I, I hope that's the case. And that he's really just trying to bring business back to the U.S. These important businesses like this, we we need to have our own system here for like pharmaceuticals, foods. You know, we need to be 
self-sufficient. That's true. But you know something? I remember there were some senators, there were some House members mm. back in December that dumped some stock. Do you remember that? Yeah, kind of dumped some stock and, uh, right you know, just before all- the public yeah. knew about Corona, which yeah. technically, technically it was in January or February and uh-huh. technically well, we knew before COVID. The lockdowns, but before the lockdowns. Before lockdowns. Before yeah. any of that stuff. Now- they dumped all that stock, it? and then Nancy Pelosi's husband got a whole armload of bailout money. But of course, she didn't know anything yeah. about it. She, she didn't know anything about right. it. Right, right. So doesn't seem suspicious at wh- all. Why is it that they're looking into the Kodak deal when they're not looking into that too? I, I just I'm wondering if it's just the same people that dump their stock, and the same the same senators dump their stock, and the same ones that are launching the investigation into Kodak are the ones that took money. And had <laughs> right. insider trading. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, just asking. Yeah. Say, I'm, I'm still on the fence on whether that was insider trading for the senators because it was public. I mean, it was either just before or just after the shutdown from China, you know, or mm-hmm. blocking people from China, and that's when they sold off. I, I'm still kind of like, eh, we knew about it as the public. We knew COVID nineteen was a thing. Yeah, but it doesn't so, make it right. It doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? Like if if I get a classified briefing on something and then I decide that I'm going to dump all of my investments or whatever, and I don't tell the public if there's a life threatening situation and I don't tell the public, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I, I get your stance. But at the same time, if I'm a CEO or I'm someone in the business world that has a ton of stocks and I catch wind of any kind of rumblings about a pandemic level virus that originated in China based on history. And there's talk in the government that I'm seeing from the public side of things about shutting down coming from the president. Yeah, I'm looking at selling. So, I mean, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence on that one, personally. Have to be a topic for another day, I'm afraid. We are going to have to jump out of here this morning. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning. Thank you.